Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome into another episode of Victor's Valiant Podcast here on SB Nation's Maze and Brew. I am your host, Vaughn Lozon. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn under Lozon for all things Michigan football, Michigan football recruiting, and Michigan basketball as well. Joining me today is my good pal, Trevor Woods. Trevor, how you doing, and where can uh, the kids find you on Twitter? Well, the kids and the old folks and everyone in between, you can find me on Twitter, at Woods Football. At Woods Football. Sounds good, Trevor. Um, so today we are going to continue the uh, summer podcast series we got going on here. Um, we are going to uh, continue our depth chart preview. We are going to talk about the receivers today. First two podcasts were about quarterbacks, running backs. It's uh, only natural that we roll on to receivers at this point. Um, you know, pretty evident that the receivers were a major disappointment last year. The entire receiving group had just three touchdowns and not a single touchdown was recorded by a wide receiver after the second week of the season. Grant Perry had one in week two. Kakoa Crawford had one in week two. And Tariq Black had that touchdown in a week one against Florida. Uh, no other touchdowns other than from running backs and tight ends after week two. So pretty crazy, um, pretty crazy stuff to think about there. Really difficult to think about knowing the opportunities that Michigan wide receivers had uh, throughout the season. I know Grant Perry had um, had one taken away from him against Michigan State. They ended up getting a one-yard touchdown from Khalid Hill, I think, on uh, the next play after that. Donovan Peoples-Jones could have had one uh, in Wisconsin. I was literally like right there in the corner of that end zone watching that live happen. I still think that should have been a touchdown. I'm sure a lot of Michigan fans think it should have been a touchdown. <clears throat> but, um, you know, uh, another opportunity there for uh, a touchdown by a wide receiver. But ultimately didn't happen. Only three on the entire 2017 season. So a major disappointment, but uh, there is a lot to be hopeful for. Heading into 2018, Tariq Black is coming back from his broken foot that he suffered in week three against Air Force. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, another year of progression for him. Five-star recruit. He's going to be one of the most hyped wide receivers, uh, not only really on this team, but throughout the entire country. Nico Collins, really big-bodied guy, 6'4", four-star receiver from Alabama. I thought he showed really nice things. At the uh, towards the end of the season, he didn't really get going, uh, uh, really up until, um, you know, around the Maryland game, somewhere around there. Um, so I think that he's got a lot of potential as well. And then uh, to round out that 2017 class of star wide receivers, Oliver Martin, he redshirted last year. Um, I would expect him to take a big leap heading into this season, uh, being a primary slot guy. I would assume uh, him and Grant Perry uh, uh, being those two primary slot wide receivers. Uh, so there's a lot of talent at this position, um, but still a lot of unknowns as well. Um, Trevor, w really, I mean, what are you looking for uh, out of this group in 2018? What do you expect from them? I expect an improvement. Last year you had a combination of bad quarterback play and inexperience from the wide receiver position. That's not a good mixture, not a good combination. There were times where the young guns like Kakoa Crawford and Donovan Peoples-Jones, among others, were running crisp routes and the quarterback wasn't getting the ball to them. 
At the same time, we saw plenty of drop balls, plenty of bad routes run. So I think with a year more experience under these guys' belt, you're going to see an uptick in production. So what do we expect from them, though, in 2018? I expect a good unit with good depth. So Tariq Black, last year, we didn't really understand, realize, when he went down due to injury in mid-September, how big of a blow that would be to the receiving core. It ended up being a huge and devastating one. So the six foot four Black, him being back, he was highly impressive last year. He was the 17th best wideout in his class coming into college. I think he's going to do big things, and he can really get down the field in a hurry for a guy that big and that strong. So then receiver uh, 1A or receiver number two, Donovan Peoples-Jones, that guy, he can do just about anything in the open field. So once you get the ball into his hands, watch out. And he's going to be even more dangerous in 2018. Uh, I, I think we've seen Jim McEwen already have an impact on these guys. Oliver Martin is saying that the, the unit uh, is being taught how to, when they're faced with press coverage, when they're being jammed, even if it's four or five yards down the field, most football plays are anywhere from 2.5 to 4 seconds in length. So that immediate five yards is so huge to gain separation. And McEwen's been teaching these guys to, to just shed those hands from the defenders and, and, and just get open. So I, I think all these things considered, and we're about to hit on the other guys as well, but uh, things are trending upward for the wide receiving position at Michigan. I totally agree with you. I think you mean Jim McElwain, not Jim McEwen, but I knew what you were uh, – No, McElwain. Yeah. Yeah. I, knew, I yeah. knew what you were talking about. I, that's a really good point about Jim McElwain being added uh, onto the offensive coaching staff. That's one thing that those young receivers really needed last year and they didn't have at all was a coach, a positional coach to really tell them how to run routes, how to get open – uh, really how to catch the ball as well. That's one thing that Donovan Peoples-Jones really struggled with last year um, early on was just getting open, uh, getting consistently open, and being able to haul in catches. A lot of these young guys, they were dropping balls left and right. I know Tariq Black had a drop against Florida. Donovan Peoples-Jones had drops throughout pretty much the entire season, really started to get going uh, really late in the year. I, that Wisconsin game really stands out to me. Um, as the game that he really took to the next level. Um, but yeah, I would agree with you about Peoples-Jones. I think the talent there is tremendous. Uh, the sky's the limit for him. He's a very versatile athlete. Um, he's fast. Uh, once he really learns to run crisp routes, I think he is going to be among one of the, one of the best receivers in the country. Um, you know, uh, just depending on quarterback play, of course, uh, and, and then you got Black as well, really tall, really physical, like you said, um, <clears throat> and really fast for how big and how strong he really is. Um, you know, the the capability that he has uh, was shown very early on as well. Um, so really a lot of potential from those two guys. The two other guys that I really am looking forward to watching uh, are uh, Oliver Martin and Nico Collins. Um, you know, I want to hit on Nico Collins real quick. He's another really big, really physical guy. Not as strong as Tariq Black, but uh, a little taller than Tariq Black. He, he stands around six foot four. Um, like I said earlier, from Alabama, 
Uh, he was another four-star, really highly rated wide receiver prospect in the 2017 class. Didn't really play a whole lot. I think he had an injury there at the beginning of the year. Um, but he really came came along, had a few nice catches in the bowl game against South Carolina. I would expect him to be a major red zone target along with those tight ends uh, that we'll, of course, talk about in the next podcast. Um, but I would expect him and Black to be the main go-to guys in the red zone uh, for the receivers. Um Oliver Martin, he redshirted, obviously, last season. I, I think he had a bit of a, a shoulder injury or something along those lines as well. So uh, they opted to just give him a redshirt, let Grant Perry um, do most of the slot work with uh, Eddie McDoom. We'll talk about those two guys in a, a little bit here as well. Oliver Martin, I'm really looking forward to. Um, you know, coming out of high school uh, from Iowa, he was just uh, – you know, a a run, uh, a route running uh, machine, really. He he was really good at route running in high school, and I think that's really what appealed to uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh when they offered him, and uh, obviously they were incredibly ecstatic to get him on campus at the University of Michigan. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the table. Um, you know, if Grant Perry, I know that Perry's had some issues, whether it's on the field, off the field injuries. Um, a lot of things have plagued him throughout his uh, uh, four-year career, almost four years now at uh, U of M. So we'll see who uh, who handles the main slot duties, but definitely looking forward to Oliver Martin suiting up, getting some playing time. And I think Nico Collins is uh, almost ready to take his game to the next level as well, kind of like Peoples-Jones did uh, uh, towards the end of the season last year. Yeah, and uh, Collins, he's, like you said, in Alabama – recruit and the Alabama native and he chose Michigan over Alabama. So Jim Harbaugh hasn't won all of the recruits down there since the satellite camp era has begun. But uh, that, that was a big one. And uh, as big as Collins is, he could definitely create some problems for smaller cornerbacks. And yeah, he had a few catches in that outback bowl against South Carolina and uh and you know the limited time we were able to see him in a Michigan uniform Collins did look pretty good and then uh, as you noted uh, Oliver Martin Martin spent all of last year as a red shirt he was a four-star prospect and he was one of the biggest risers in the recruiting ranks in 2016 ended up being the number 28 receiver in his class uh, so, so Martin definitely could be one of those guys, as you know, Vaughn, uh, every year a guy can be a red shirt one year and then the next year just surprises everybody, surprises the national media and fans of that fan base alike uh, to where, who is this guy? You know, game one, quarter one, uh, seeing every snap that the offense has to offer. So could that be the case for Martin? I definitely think so. Whether that does happen and he does beat out, Perry and McDoom for slot duties. We'll see, but I, I definitely think that is a possibility. And when the dust settles in 2018, Martin could be one of the biggest sleepers along with Nico Collins. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Martin's potential is, um, well, at the slot position at least. I, I think he's got some really good potential there uh, to fit in really well with those other guys in the 2017 class, Peoples Jones, Black and Nico Collins. But let's talk about some guys that have been on the roster for a little bit now. Start with Grant Perry, uh, kind of just going straight from 
uh, Oliver Martin, the incumbent of the slot position, to the guy that's been around uh, the longest. He's going to be a senior this year. Um, you know, didn't really contribute all that much last season. He had one touchdown against Cincinnati. Uh, he had some injuries. He he really had some issues uh, throughout the season, uh, whether it's you know injury or you know whatever it may be. But he still ended up with the most um, uh, receiving yards on the team. He had 307, um, just the one touchdown. Still, uh, you know he uh, he he's been a guy that has been um, you know really good as well running routes. Uh, even in a season like last year where the route running was uh, one of the worst that I've seen uh, watching Michigan, he is still uh, the the consistent, the mainstay, the guy that, um, you know, runs the most crisp routes on the entire team. I think that is his, his forte, absolutely. Um, he is a master of getting open. He's got really good hands. He showed that very early on in the season. He slowed down a little bit, but uh, I, I think with him, with Oliver Martin, I think the slot duties are pretty much handled right there. Um, and then you got Eddie McDoom, the third guy. Um, you know, didn't really contribute a whole lot last year, if I'm being honest. The uh, McDoom rounds, the end arounds that they would give him. Uh, really didn't work out a whole lot last year. I think teams really started to realize what was going on when Eddie McDoom was motioning to uh, towards the quarterback and getting a handoff that didn't really work out very well. He only had 81 reception yards, uh, no touchdowns, so he had a bit of a sophomore slump. Do you expect Eddie McDoom to uh, bounce back his junior season, or do you think Oliver Martin and uh, Grant Perry are those two guys that are going to be the main mainstays at uh, the slot receiver position? See, that's a good question, Vaughn, and uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, I could see a variety of things happening, but uh, McDoomy just didn't get it done with his opportunities last year. Let's face it, only five receptions. That's not going to get you significant snaps at the slot position, and – he did have a, at least a small handful of memorable drops, especially one in the fourth quarter, the last drive of the game against Michigan State. It, yes, it was in the rain, but it was a very catchable pass. It would have put Michigan at around, I want to say, the 35-yard line with a less than a minute to go, around 30 seconds to go, but within striking distance of the end zone. That was one of the most crucial drops of the season, and it happened to be from Eddie McDoom. And then, as you said, not as much success as his – 2016 season when he was put in motion on sweeps and uh, so on. So uh, I, there was a guy we're going to talk about at the end, but I believe it's a good time to talk about him now. It would be Michael Barrett. I could even see Michael Barrett, freshman out of Georgia, taking away from McDoom's stats and snaps. Uh, Barrett, he was a quarterback in high school at Georgia. Harbaugh looks at him as an Anquan Bolden type who can, who can do it all. Bolden was also a quarterback in high school so Harbaugh wants to put Barrett at running back but he also wants to put Barrett in the slot position so with with that said he he's definitely going to get some looks on sweeps motions and in the slot so I I could see him overtaking Nick Doom and I'm just going to talk about Grant Perry a, a minute here yeah he was definitely a consistent guy last season for the most part 
showed a lot of ability, especially with route running. He did have some handful of drops as well. Uh, nobody's perfect. There's certain things I'd like to see him improve upon. There are times where the quarterback actually made the right decision. He threw it to a spot. He was leading the receiver to the ball. Perry's a guy who likes to have the ball right on his body. But there are times when you're the, the slot receiver running shallow crosses and other patterns to where, no, you have to run through that football. You have to accelerate. And sometimes Perry has a hitch in his giddy-up that leads to an incomplete and errant pass. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Perry's going to be good enough this year, going to be a contributor. Uh, a couple years ago, I thought he could become a Miles Austin of the former Dallas Cowboy type of player, and I still think that could happen for Grant Perry. But, uh, yeah, he, he's going to have to improve too. Everybody's going to have to improve if Michigan's going to get to where they want to be, and, and he's one of those guys. But, yeah, Eddie McDoom, I wouldn't say it's looking good for him, but I'm not going to count him out. He could still get it done. But uh, he's got his work cut out for him. Yeah, he certainly does have his work cut for him. I wouldn't count him out either. Um, you, you really brought up that that play against Michigan State that dropped pass. That was that was huge, and that was really the play of the season that stands up to me when it comes to Eddie McDoom. I don't really remember a whole lot else other than that drop against State, and that's unfortunate for him and unfortunate for me to remember a a negative play like that for a young player. Uh, he like like he said he showed flashes his freshman year, getting those end arounds, those sweeps. Um, you know it, it it was looking good early on for him last year. Just a down year. Hopefully he can um, you know really turn it around and uh, be a solid offensive contributor in a uh, 2018. Um, but yeah, Michael Barrett, I would expect him to have a, <clears throat> a versatile role with the Wolverines in 2018. Um, I would expect him to see the field absolutely just because of um, how much Harbaugh seems to really like him and how the offense is really going to evolve with players like him and uh, some of the other recruits that are in the 2019 class currently. I want to quickly hit on another incoming freshman. His name is Ronnie Bell. Um, If you don't know him, I I don't really know a whole lot about him, if I'm being completely honest with you. He's from Kansas City, Missouri. He's a 6'1". I know that he uh, has played multiple sports. He's a football player and a basketball player. He had a basketball scholarship um, that he was going to take up. Michigan ended up offering him uh, for football, and uh, he ended up going that route instead. If we're looking at the 24-7 sports composite rankings, he's the 1,477th nationally ranked player um, in that class. He only had one other ball scholarship, and that was from Kansas State. So, uh, very interesting prospect. I've been told, I've really seen a lot of video on him, if I'm being honest, but I've been told that he can really go up and get a ball. Um that he's able to really extend his arms, make plays uh, deep down the field, which uh, uh, can, can really be helpful uh, for Michigan. They didn't really have a true deep downfield presence after Tariq Black got injured last season. So if he's able to come in, maybe uh, turn some heads in, in a fall practice and get some playing time, maybe that would be something that he would be uh, pretty useful at. But I'm not going to uh, uh, be super hopeful about that if uh, a guy like Oliver Martin is a guy that got redshirted last year. I, I kind of have the feeling that Ronnie Bell would be a, a redshirt, a pretty prime redshirt candidate as well. So um, that's really about it on wide receivers. Uh, do you have any final thoughts today, Trevor, on uh, you know, anything that we've talked about? Yeah, basically I'd say that Shea Patterson – 
He's going to be the quarterback for Michigan 2018 by all the information we know. Sounds like it's Patterson's job. And with that, I think we're going to see a better relationship from quarterback and receiver, the hours put in, the trust that you need to gain from one another to go out on Saturdays and kick some ass. I I think we're going to see better timing. We're going to see a quarterback talking to his receivers in practice, uh, getting to learn about them, where they like the ball, how they run their routes. There's so many intricacies to a receiver and what they like, dislike. And a quarterback can definitely amplify strengths or they could definitely – uh, you know, show their weaknesses if they do not play together properly. So it, it's a huge deal having a quarterback like Shea Patterson. And we'll see if he lives up to the hype. But at the very least, the Michigan going into the season is in a much better position to win many games than they were a year ago all around, and especially with the quarterback-wide receiver duos that we're going to see. So, yep. That's my thoughts about receivers for the Michigan Wolverines this year. Very solid work, Trevor, as always. Um, once again, you can vo- follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Follow Twitter or follow Twitter. Follow Trevor on Twitter at Woods Football. And be sure to check out all of Mason Brew's podcasts on iTunes, Google Play Store, and SoundCloud. So one more time for Trevor. My name is Vaughn Lozon. We will talk with you guys next time. Go Blue.